Now, I have to ask you guys, do you think they really blew up an apartment for this scene? Because that was damn realistic. That was <laughs> pretty <laughs> fucking realistic. I think they bought... That's not even an on-brand version of After Effects. This no. is like before Michael went back to Yugoslavia to work in the salt mines, he was like, here, as a parting gift, it is called Wefter Effects. It has explosion, dinosaur, and black and white. God-awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because we chose the wrong grail. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting 989 miles to my right is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. But um, I'd prefer if you use my classeur name from now on, which is uh, Pie Boy. Oh, of course. (laughs) Thank you. And sitting 23,912 miles to my left is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I'm doing pretty well, but I would also prefer if you would use my tracheotomy name. I thought you um, might. Eye liquor. <laughs> but it's just the I. It's not E-Y-E. Right, it's right. I Small I, big L. And, in, and the middle I in liquor is a Y. Oh, and, nice. And there's no E. It's just liquor. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you excuse me, my girlfriend just gained 175 pounds. <laughs> We'll get there. We'll get there. Hanging out with Pie Boy too much. Tell us, Heath, what will we be breaking down today? All right. We watched Leap, Rise of the Beast. Yes, we did. Part two of the Leap trilogy, which is uh, about 75 minutes of increasingly unattractive Protestant people (laughs) acting like eight-year-olds while they follow clues in the Bible to prove that Catholics are collectively the Antichrist. <laughs> that's what it um, is. No fair. That's all yeah. the movies we did. Yeah. No fair. He has to do <laughs> yeah. a new one. <laughs> really, it's a, basically a really weird, bigoted combination of like Carmen Sandiego, The Da Vinci Code, and Jews Clues. It's very strange. <laughs> they just figured out Jews Clues. They just figured out Jews Clues. Dora the Torah Explorer. <laughs> And Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you liked the first movie, but you thought to yourself, damn it, El Director needs to stop limiting himself with his sweet, sweet parkour and focus on how hot jet fuel burns, then you will love this movie. Less roofy, more truthy. This movie is like 92% people sitting around in an apartment talking about conspiracy theories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. All right. So in the interest of trying for a compliment sandwich here, I thought we'd start this week off by naming a few ways that this film was clearly superior to the prequel. And I'd like to start off with seven minutes shorter. Big, Mm. big upsell. Big, big. Yeah. Anybody else got anything? Is it just going to be dead silence from this Um, Well, Tina's dead. Oh, well, Tina's dead. Yeah. We got more fat people running in this one. Oh, uh, we got fight <laughs> scenes in this movie. Oh, yes. We got some pretty sweet <laughs> fight scenes. Oh, amazing. Uh, and mm-hmm. Canon DSLR motherfuckers. How about yeah. that? Damn right. That was shot almost as nicely as people who own an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> uh, and so, okay, so how about uh, the reverse side of the coin? Any ways that it was worse than the prequel? 
Um, uh, Tina's dead. <laughs> I think, yeah. It's true. I missed her. Um, can we, can I go with sound effects? Like the first movie's sound effects were bad. The second movie's sound effects, this movie's sound effects were fucking sarcastic. <laughs> like, like, whoopa, whoopa. Brian, come on, can you try fuck you? I was doing it ironically. And also they were drowning out everything else in the movie. It was unbelievable. The miking on this was crazy. I was gonna say that somehow, and I would not have believed you if you had told me beforehand, but somehow the parkour was even less impressive. In this movie. Yeah. There's a lot more running and a lot less jumping. Yeah. <laughs> you know, none of it's parkour still, but there is definitely a lot more. They've obviously had like a post-production meeting after the first movie and they were like, guys, this wall jump stuff was fun, but like it's time to settle into the real parkour, which yeah. is people sprinting as fast as their 20-pound overweight bodies can take them. <laughs> That's the real parkour. <laughs> And of course, uh, is there anything that you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Uh, I'm going to go with worst switch of a character. Oh, I mean, God. we're going to get to it because it literally is the greatest thing that's ever happened. It's amazing. And I, uh, I know I tend to say that, but if you had told me this had happened, I would have been like, come on now. That's no. don't be sarcastic. Don't be mean. Yeah. It is so baffling what happens in this movie that I literally like, had to call Anna, cause I've been high, this weed's legal where I am, uh -huh. so I've just been high every minute except for this one, and so I've basically <laughs> had to call Anna and be like, movie, lady, same, same lady. <laughs> I, honestly, I had pretty much the same nomination for uh, best worst forgetting which actress played which character in the first one. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. fucking insane. The movie is already so insane at that point, And then they throw this more insane twist on you at the very end. So, yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So obviously we're anxious to get it over with. So we're going to pause for a quick break. And when we come back, we'll jump right into all the anticlimactic running away. That is Leap Rise of the Beast. Rest in peace, Tina. <laughs> Considering the fact that L Director, the mirror masturbator chiefly responsible for this failed coat hanger abortion child of a movie, knew that we were reviewing Leap last week, many of our fans encouraged us to reach out to him for an interview. And while we have absolutely no interest in having someone on our show who shows that the people in his movie are villains by letting women preach or who thinks that gay people cause swine flu, we didn't want to leave you, the listener, disappointed. So we plugged Leap and Leap 2 into our human interaction simulator, and we've created a perfect clone of him here in studio. L Director, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, bros. Ah, oh, fuck. He smells like... Axe body spray, like Dang. so much Axe body spray. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a special scent. It's called Brock. All proceeds go to Brock Turner. Love you, bro. Wait, the, wait, the rapist? Uh, we we prefer surprise sex enthusiast. Uh, can I hit him right now? Not can, yet, not yet. Just... Almost, almost. So, so the real life version of you assured us that the theology of this movie that we're about to see is unlike anything we've ever heard before. But honestly. You know, people have done this 9-11 truth or bullshit about the Catholic Church since before either of us were born. So what exactly was supposed to be original? Well, great question, Heath. See, where you're wrong is the stuff about the Pope is pretty standard. My point is, have you ever heard that theory espoused by someone standing with their foot on a porch like he does in the movie? I, I mean, no. 
Yeah, also, fun fact, later in the movie, you might have missed this, but the actress who plays my girlfriend plays a totally different character in this movie than she did in the last one, than she did in this movie, than she did in the last well, one. And we no, got a new actress to... Yeah, we very much noticed, um, yeah. Yeah, man, uh, why? Why would you do that, though? What? Pretty simple, actually, there were some issues with a restraining order, and I didn't want to deal with that kind of drama for Leap 3. Pony backwards is why not? So, uh... Uh, that... That that's true. Um, I still have follow up questions though. This is yeah, yeah. Um, so do I. Makes no sense, gentlemen. As much as I'd love to answer them, I'm afraid the hair gel and body spray that you use to hold together my atomic structure is dissolving. So it's time for me to go. Uh, the juice started all the wars. I hated him. I I, I want to stop doing interviews in here. I think that's maybe the last one. Uh, he smelled like clove cigarettes and clown makeup. Didn't he? What I miss. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back for the breakdown. And before we even get started, I want to point out that when I watched this on YouTube, it was preceded for an ad for Liberty University Online. <laughs> says, says something about your Target demo, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. My ad was for Amerigeddon. So <laughs> this, oh, is, awesome. this is that targeted YouTube marketing that all those people who keep calling us keep telling us about. Yeah. It's that targeted marketing. You've ruined my YouTube, man. <laughs> and, of course, we've got to start out with some Bibles. So we start out with Revelation 1-3. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. The time is at hand, written circa 100 CE. Yeah. Generally, <sighs> I'm about to come doesn't mean in about three <laughs> millennia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then we uh, we get the movie going. We start where we left off on the last one, the European Union with head microchips, basically. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and they keep emphasizing that they're the size of a grain of rice. Mm -hmm. They said that last time. They said it again here. And I really feel like they could have got that down to, like, mustard seed size. <laughs> I mean, yeah. rice is enormous. That's crazy. <laughs> Also, I should point out that the first shot of this movie is someone filming a TV. Yep. Not the shot from the TV. They nope. couldn't figure that out. They were just like, look, man, we filmed it, put it on the video, we'll put the video in the VCR, and then we'll film the video. It'll be great. It'll be great. No one will notice. Yeah. Uh, but I noticed. Uh, <laughs> and then we zoom in from outer space on Oregon, and it's time for some parkour. Parkour! Or, or some just running. Anyway. And this is where we meet Krusty the Clown's illegitimate son. Yes. The character's <laughs> name, by the way, is Luke. They will not tell you that until like 45 minutes in. I'm going to tell you early. His name is Luke. Yeah. yeah. I call him Baby Krusty throughout this movie. That's, so I'm that's glad fine. That, that character has a name. <laughs> and, uh, he is parkouring the shit out of this flat pavement. It's, <laughs> he might as well be doing air parkour over nothing with an air guitar at the same time. I, I, I just, my, my notes are parkour does not equal endurance running. Yeah, exactly. But of course, there's a cop huffing and puffing behind him has to stop and call for backup because he can't keep up with his awesome parkour. Yeah. And why not do that while you're still running? I mean, <laughs> right. but but then we find out it's because you actually uh, gain ground by stopping to call for backup in the race. I didn't realize that's something yeah, right. Yeah, there. now all of a sudden he's right on the dude's ass. So either the guy stopped and got a soda or something, or the cop took a shortcut. But yeah, and the cop right. is fucking hilarious. The, the the actor can't even stop smiling while he's running. He's just got this "I'm in the movie" look on his face. I'm in the movie. I'm in the movie. I'm in the movie. <laughs> also, uh, by the way, my music note here was. I got rejected by Stump, so now I play these buckets in Central Park. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's what we're getting here. 
Yeah, running a lot of unnecessary knee pads in this movie. A lot of (laughs) unnecessary knee pads. Yeah, we'll get to some more of them before it's over. Now, and this is almost not worth noting in terms of parkour, but he Kong vaults a car at this point. And the reason I I point that out is that it was the last time we will ever see parkour in this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. Yeah. yeah, there is no more parkour <laughs> in this. I kept thinking they were saving it up for a big chase at the end, but no, I'm, I'm going to ruin it for you now. Spoiler alert. You will never see parkour more impressive than Guy Kong vaulting a car sideways from the hood. Fun fact, <laughs> only thing in this movie of the two movies we've watched, of the three hours plus of this film that we've watched, that I am not instantly able to do, was <laughs> that guy going, meh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, super unimpressive. But anyway, eventually the cops trap him. He gets back up and they corner him in this uh, this little alcove where I think they're going to rape him with their batons. Yeah, they're a hundred because he goes, let's make sure he can't run away again and undoes the baton. And by the way, the baton sound effect there is like, I'm a baton. But luckily or unluckily, depending on whether you're a viewer or whether you're Luke, um, Shane arrives right before the baton raping begins and demands that they let him go. And mm. Shane in this movie, there is nothing more obvious to me in the world than that Shane stayed in character for however long it took between movie <laughs> one and movie two. I would bet. Everything I have that Shane Daniel Day Lewis this part. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. every moment he woke up and he was like, Call me Flyboy. And his mom was like, Shane, I'm not calling you Flyboy. <laughs> He's just doing parkour over Heath Ledger's body the whole time for years. <laughs> Method. And uh by the way, my note here, as soon as Shane shows up, is that Sonya Blade from Mortal Kombat? No. <laughs> Fantastic. He looks Exactly like Sonya Blade. Yes, yeah, exactly. I, my note was, how can we make Shane even douchier in this one? Why camo pants, of course, which he'll be <laughs> wearing in camo pants. every scene in this film. He will never not be in camo pants and a gray tank top at any point. Now we get <laughs> we get our first fight scene, and this is pretty fucking great. To eat your heart out, David A.R. White, this was pretty amazing. <laughs> this fight, okay, so... There's so many things to talk about. Okay, I'll talk about. Wait, I don't. I'm I'm lost. This is. I need. I need like a skeleton key, like you have for Finnegan's Wake for this fight scene. <laughs> there. Okay. The sound effects. Start with the sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> the sound effects are not. You know, old kung fu movie like wah wah wah. You know how those are corny? This is like someone described those sound effects to a deaf person and then gave them like wet meat and was like, here you go, recreate that with this. And the person was like, I don't know what you mean. It's like, come on, Marley, be a team player. Okay. Because it's just like, cringe, cringe. Yeah. Um, but by the way, Noah, your dad was a police officer, right? Yes, he was. Um, okay. So. Do the cops normally swing the nightstick like a battle axe really slow over the top? Is that a standard move? Yeah, when they have a gun, they tend to walk straight up to you with a battle axe baton thing. There's a name for that technique. (laughs) I I forget. Okay. (laughs) They basically ride at him on a horse with their with their baton out in front of them. (laughs) Yeah, I think they may have fucked up some of the cop technicals here. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure the stage combat was brought to you by 
Eli Bosnick's slow motion middle school LARPing club or something very similar. <laughs> it was all the fight scenes in this were like right before that, you know, they were going like, okay, okay. And then I'll go like this. I'll go like this. No, no, no. You go like that. <laughs> yeah. You can tell whatever was 80 yard out of this scene was slower guys, slower. <laughs> we don't want anyone getting hurt. <laughs> oh shit. And this is not the best fight scene. A little tease for you. There's a better fight scene in this movie. All right. So he defeats the cops. And, of course, he has to check and make sure that they're okay because he's Christian. He's Christian. And then we discover that the reason they were chasing Luke is because he's parkour Jean Valjean and he's stolen some fucking cliff bars or something. Yeah, he stole, they yeah. were after him for stealing power bars. <laughs> Two yeah. power bars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he's like, yeah, man, you're making us look bad. And he's like, I can take care of myself. And Shane's response is... If you can take care of yourself, try keeping up with me. And then he climbs over a fence in a way that it uh, – honestly, if there were a burrito on the other side of this fence, I could climb up it more quickly. He's just like – Well, a, a fat dude could have walked around the other side and taken the stairs by then. Yeah, exactly. He's like, try keeping up with me. And he's like, um, do you want a head start? Do you want, you want to just say go when you're ready? For me Usually someone start. does something impressive after they say that. They don't, they don't struggle up a fence – Poop a little, which I could see, by the way, even though you're wearing camo pants, fall down on the other side, weep silently to themselves, say a prayer, get up and then limp away. Man, these are my only pants for the whole movie. Fuck. That's why I wear camo. No one could tell I shot myself. Dude, we can smell it. Can you, though? Yes. Your audience can't. And then we, then we cut to two years earlier. And where I wrote in my notes, oh, hopefully something interesting was going on back then. But no, we're, we've cut here just to establish that two years ago, Shane was doing pull-ups. That is yeah. all we're really going to learn with this two years ago flashback. Yeah, two years ago, Shane was uh, getting ready to cape fear someone very clearly. <laughs> Love and hate on his knuckles. And he has a helmet of slicked back hair gel going on in the shot. It looks like he's going to kill someone for having a better business card, honestly, <laughs> by jumping over them somehow. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Know. Then he gets a call from Michael. From the first movie, yeah. yeah. Yeah, saying to turn on the TV. So he turns on the TV, and I was so excited for Noah to watch this part of the movie, because <laughs> when he turns on the TV, the sound in their own movie clips. <laughs> and bad. Yeah. It's like and today bad. in the world, the world, world. Exactly. <laughs> it's like Brian's making his own movie at this point. <laughs> do something about that clip and fuck me. <laughs> Executively produced by Go Fuck Yourself. <laughs> My notes here are literally are just okay. Fuck you, Chris. You're doing this on purpose now. And then we get him on the phone, and I guess he's supposed to be talking to Sierra. Mm -hmm. You know, it, well, first we get a, like, I think the director forgot about us length blackout, but then we get him talking to Sierra on the phone and he's, it, this is where we have to establish that he's quit the preaching life. And also they seem desperately trying to write Sierra and Michael out of the script here too. Cause Michael got killed. We're supposed Apparently, to learn. Yeah. He's going like, after what happened to Tina and Michael, I'll never do it again, Sierra. It's like, what happened to Michael? He we got shot by border patrol. <laughs> <laughs> they sent him back to Slovakia or whatever, yeah. Work Visa says only one crazy Christian movie. You're making second movie? Yeah, but we're not paying people for this one. Okay. Can I work in salt mine instead? Sounds more pleasant. 
Would like to not repel with strong four. <laughs> Tragic repelling accident in Chilean coal mine. Yeah, so I love <laughs> I love it. I, I just we could spend the rest of this time just you know hypothesizing on what happened to Michael. It'd be way better than this. Movie. There's your hashtag for this week. Hashtag what happened to Michael? Yeah, right. <laughs> but anyway, President Yugov is the world president, and he's the Antichrist. And and then there was no religion, so there was even less morals, and things went from bad to worse. And him and his friends went into hiding, and they're off the grid. That's the voiceover that we get. <laughs> yeah, he says. We went into hiding, no identity, lived off the grid. Oh, hold on, that's my cell phone. Yeah. That's my, <laughs> yep. hold that's on. my off the grid cell phone that I just used. It's ringing again. Well, that really? is one of many phones that will get pointed to as untraceable or untrackable. And I'm like, really, an untrackable cell phone? You know what we call that? A block of plastic. That's yeah, well, a right. Of plastic it is what that is. <laughs> Correct. It doesn't alert any cell towers when I'm near. What? He also <laughs> describes his crew as, I taught them to fly. Now, I looked that up. That is something that people actually say about Porcor. And in that case, go fuck yourself. But I do want to point out that <laughs> I taught them to fly is the funniest line in this movie so far. Yeah, Not no, ever, yeah, but, but so far. No, we do get the best line in the history of Christian cinema later on in this movie, though. So I got yeah. a lot to tease you with here. So in the meantime, we get the title screen, bleep, rise of the beast, blah, 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 blah. And apparently now we're back in Shane's apartment where his family of people People who fly are cooking rice and apples. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, when you're off the grid, you just go ahead and grow apple trees and rice patties in your tiny oh, apartment. Oh, I and see. you're all set. That's the best <laughs> yeah. way to do it. That's, yeah, well, exactly. He comes in and he goes, what's for dinner? And she goes, rice and apples. And my notes are, like, <laughs> together? Yeah, right? I mean, what? what? <laughs> and this is the first time that we learn that all the sound effects in this movie are going to be overwhelmingly loud this yeah. will happen over and over again she's cooking so we hear this sizzling sound that's just drowning out all the audio because mm -hmm. um, otherwise we wouldn't get cooking right <laughs> but this is where we meet the crew now good luck figuring out these people's names i had to go to the credits to do it but this is the crew here i'm just going to give you the names up front again a service we provide mm -hmm. uh you first you got james who is the dorky kid who says he's done acid before, but then you find out he hasn't. You're stuck babysitting him all goddamn night. Uh, he's uh, half a man from Two and a Half Men, that guy. <laughs> That's the guy. Yeah, exactly. Okay, perfect. Uh, if at the end of Heather's it had turned out that he had just been jerking off into a sock underneath the gym, that's who plays that character. <laughs> Instead of the bomb, just imagine just a, a sock full of cum. That's, that's that character right that's there. That's the guy. Sock full of cum incarnate. His name is James. And then you've got Courtney, uh, who is the little blonde girl that I swore was 18, Your Honor. She knew yeah. her way around Here's a dick. my question. Is Courtney the Courtney from the last movie when he said teen pregnancy and the camera just shifted to that girl and then shifted away again. Pretty sure that's who I thought it was. Yeah, pretty sure. Definitely. I had her down as one broke girl. Like, <laughs> like a poor man's one broke girl, if that's yeah. possible. Yeah. And then, of course, and I saved the best for last here, there's also Teresa, whose name I don't think ever gets mentioned in the movie. I figured her out by process of elimination in oh, the credits. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's well Teresa... And she looks like Mallory Knox switched to an all-carb diet after Natural Born Killers, but somehow never aged. <laughs> and so, of course, he's telling the crew about this other tresseur that he met while he was uh, out 
beating up cops. And throughout this movie, they will pronounce the word tracer as tray sewer. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> ran into another tray sewer, not one of the usual tray sewer. Yes. <laughs> and he's explaining to his crew, he's like, yeah, I had to murder some cops today. Um, they're like, oh, why would you do that? Well, I had no choice. Uh, they were going to murder a kid. I, I'm guessing he's fine. He's fine, but it really felt like they were going to murder him with mace. And <laughs> yeah. so I killed them. Right. What? And then they talk about how there have been more and more free runners lately because apparently in the post apocalyptic police state, the way that people will get around is. <laughs> <laughs> Now that the government watches everything, we need to jump from wall to wall. Yeah, exactly. I guess that's the key. Now, and honestly, I didn't think there could ever be anything better in the background of of, of this apartment than the size on the wall, which are still there, by the way. But the whiteboard behind them full of Glenn Beck brain vomit is amazing. I kept just stopping and staring at it and thinking to myself, to Chris Temple, this all means something. Yeah, this is like they woke up Alex Jones and they were like, hey, buddy, write down your dreams. We need it for the set for our movie. (laughs) (laughs) So now this is so they go into the store and this is where we're going to meet Olia. Olia is the chick from the first movie that shot Tina. It's the same actress, actress, I'm using that in air quotes. It's the same girl that played that character, but now she's a completely different character named Olia who has nothing to do with shooting Tina in the first movie. This will become more bizarre, of course, later in the film for reasons that we'll explain, but for now it's just, this is it, we're gonna pretend like this is a different girl. Yeah, they clearly forgot which character she played in the last one. And in fairness, though, there's no way to check on IMDb for that. Uh, <laughs> well, that's... I would not be able to find out. And to clarify, the El Director did clarify in the YouTube comments of this movie, because the very first comment on this on this video on YouTube is, why did you use the different actress for Crystal in this movie? Seems odd. <laughs> and then he commented, she was gone when we filmed the part of Crystal, but she still wanted to be in the movie and I needed people to be in it. So I pulled a Sergio Leone and cast oh, her as a different you. role. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. I pulled a William Shakespeare. Yeah, I pulled it. <laughs> Shakespeare? You pulled a Shakespeare? Good job. <laughs> If Sergio Leone kills the guy who directed and made and wrote and danced this movie, we all are going to murder on the Orient Express it. Yes. We're all going to say we were all with Sergio Leone. Yes. Whenever someone killed Chris. Oh, shit. Yeah, so anyway, so this this is Olia. She owns the store, and apparently she's down with the Leap crew and whatnot. Um, and, and she's like, you know, she knows too that the Antichrist is President Yugov or whatever. That's what we're learning, uh, right. in this Because scene. grocery store clerks, they're really the ground floor when it comes to universal conspiracies. Oh, yeah. They, they know what's <laughs> right. going on. They talk to so many interesting people, you see. But, uh, there's actually a little bit of doubt between all of them about this whole, uh, conspiracy. Um, fat suit Monica Geller, uh, Teresa, what was her name? <laughs> yeah. Is that what her name? Yeah, Teresa. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, she's like, well, what if, um, just, just roll with me on this. This is, I know it sounds crazy, but what if Ban Ki Moon isn't the Antichrist? I feel like that would ruin our whole thing. And Shane goes, literally, these are exact words. How could he not be? How, how could he not be the Antichrist? Like, stop interrupting. I thought you had a great personality. I was told you had a great personality. 
And of course, this is also the point where we learn that the radio stations, all the radio stations have started playing Hebrew prayers. Right. Which she doesn't understand. So they come in the store and they're listening to it for like six minutes and they're like, hey, what's that? And she's like, I don't know. I just like the sound. And it's like, you just like the, like a dog? Like you, like you put music on so the dog doesn't freak out while you're gone? Is that what you're saying? Human being? Because I got to tell you, if I turned on the radio and it was just Hebrew, I'd be like, hmm, don't speak that language. And I'd turn it the fuck off again. Right, right. So all the radio stations in the world are playing Hebrew, but but everyone's listening to them still. Yeah, very, very odd. So then they buy their food. And as they're checking out, she goes, will that be cash or chip? And they all go like, do not joke about the chip. And she's like, okay, <laughs> just just trying to make a joke. I'll shoot yeah. you right in your fucking face like I did Tina or didn't. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. And of course, before they leave, uh, Shane has to say to her, like, hey, if you hear anything, leave me a message at drop point two. And she's like, or, or just wait until you need bread again, dude. We're talking right now. You and I. Or text you because we have phones. We have phones and no one has indicated that they're tapped. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. You might as well be using a voice modulator to talk with the other good guys right now in the scene. Why are you talking like? Why aren't you guys talking like this? Why use the code? You bring your modulators, <laughs> idiots. <laughs> what <are> we- <laughs> and then, of course, we get them parkouring, which is just running and not having any obstacles in the way to drop point two. If I had to guess, mm-hmm. uh, music note here: Dracula's castle. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. So apparently he got a message from Olia at drop point two, and uh, when he gets back to the apartment, Fat Juliet Lewis is just baffled by the radio, listening to the Hebrew and going like, how could the radio broadcast Hebrew? Now, look, we're not on movie three yet, but I have a theory, and it doesn't play out in this film, but I have a theory. I have a theory that the people who are broadcasting the Hebrew are going to turn out to be the fire-breathing Jews. They kind of have to, yes. Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And I love to, because like she says at this point, she's like, it sounds like Hebrew or something. I'm like, they said, Baruch Atad and I, Alechenu Malek Halem, for fuck's sake, guys, you're supposed to be the experts here. I'm a goddamn atheist. It's the candle lighting prayer. Either it's Hebrew or someone's been choking in a sound booth for the last three days. Yeah, right. There's literally a Passover Seder on every radio channel. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Bless those bitter herbs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Gross oh, it. And also, I want to point this out, too, just to give you an idea how ridiculous and poorly thought through this is. So he got this message from Olia for at drop point two that he had to run to, and now he's got to decode the message. And when he does, all it says is something that, James then goes onto the internet to confirm. So she encoded right, a message exactly. and dropped it for like publicly available information. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently here, according to this coded message, bigbootysluts.com has the hottest and wettest <laughs> pussies on the net. James, check on that. Confirm. Confirm, friend. Excellent. And then, uh, yeah, so James um, Kelso with rabies goes yes. uh, and checks... The news on literally it's vnn.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it looks a lot like a Word document. It, it doesn't like, it? Yeah. yeah. Just like a Word document. So uh, strange. And the, we learn that the Vatican is instituting a universal faith 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That the Bible is out. And this is an actual line. Many people messaged me and tweeted at me to make sure that I included this. An I, actual I bet line. I know which line to, it is. To describe how terrible this universal faith <laughs> is, is, quote, they're even allowing gays and women to preach to the congregations, said the good guys in this movie about <laughs> exactly. the bad guys. Because we as the viewers are supposed to be like, <laughs> man, you got to warn me. <laughs> Fucking women preaching. Yeah. And the girls in the room are like, yeah, no, we should we shouldn't be allowed to talk. That's true. No. Yeah, exactly. exactly. No, the Vatican should treat us like this movie does. Yeah. <laughs> And then the, basically the girl's contribution is, well, no wonder they passed this. The whole world will go along with that. Yeah, right. Everybody but us thinks that's moral. <laughs> so what does that say about you guys? You know that thing about how if you walk out of your house and everyone you meet's an asshole, everyone you meet's an asshole? It's true. <laughs> And then, it, 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 and this line almost gets lost in the shadow of that gay bashing, woman bashing line. But they also go like, why would the Vatican toss out the Bible? To which Shane says, maybe they never used it to begin with. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the first draft of this said, he was like, oh, I was thinking we should murder all the Catholics. Cut, <laughs> cut. cut. Did you not get the rewrite script? That was the subtext of your line. Subtext yeah, exactly. of your line. <laughs> no, no, you ask me your motivation, not your line. So here's my question. If he thinks the Catholics haven't been using the Bible, what does he think they've been using? Like a fucking old car mechanic manual, just like fucking how to repair your Sony 2530 VCR slash DVD player? <laughs> Sonium press record to set the time. <laughs> And then we get to knock out the uh, Bible reading montage square on Christian movie bingo nice and early. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. apparently now uh, Shane is learning for the first time, apparently, that the Antichrist has a hype man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my music note is, is that Molly kicking in for you guys yet? <laughs> my, music, my music note was Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, tell the rave DJ to vamp. <laughs> oh, that's what he always does. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Just keep doing that. Great. He's only got the one mode. So this is where they established that the beast isn't actually the Antichrist. The Antichrist is one guy. The beast is a country. And the Vatican is also a country. Therefore. <laughs> and look, here's the thing. There is no goddamn question that the book of Revelation is talking about Rome as the beast when it talks about the seven crowns, the seven hills, et cetera, et cetera. It's very clearly talking about Rome. So this is correct. It's not talking about a future event, though. That's the yeah, problem. It's talking about the Rome at the time. Yes. Yeah, it's exactly. It's just a revolution book. Today, it'd be like, hey, fuck those guys. Fuck whoever right. lives next door. Am fuck I the right? French. <laughs> I'm not saying the French. I'm saying people who eat bread and cheese and don't know how to defend themselves during terrorist attacks. That's all I'm saying. Too soon? Wow. We're mad about other stuff now. I'm allowed to make that joke. That's the rule. When we're mad about a new thing, I get to make jokes about the thing from the last thing. Exactly. Right, right. No, that's... I'm with you. I'm with you. Luckily, most of our audience uses that role, too. Um, so and then we also learn in this and this is so fucking awesome. This is so crazy. Guy handed you a pamphlet and you read it because you had nothing else to do. 
We learn that one of the 900 or so titles that the Pope uses, this is his words, adds up to 666 if you add it up in Roman numerals. Mm. What the fuck does add it up in Roman numerals even mean? Yeah, and what what was the what is the the name Vicarious Philly Day? It's something right? like that, yeah. Okay, well, a bunch of those letters aren't even Roman numerals, yeah. so you can't <laughs> no, just that's... add them up, even if that did sort of make sense. And the ones that are Roman numerals add up to six hundred sixty-one. So fuck I, this movie. I love they don't even get. Yeah, I think on. it's because the F is a five. The F is a five, just F for five in, in la- not Latin, not great. That's it. Because it would be. That's correct. If the F is a five, then you got it right. I solved the puzzle. I solved the puzzle. And I want to point out, we should take a moment. This is super fun and crazy. But remember, when people wrote El Director, which is what this person chose to call themselves not as an afterlife punishment, and we're like, hey, man, your movie's terrible. You should take your own life and the life of everyone who is in this movie. He was like, hey, super psyched that atheists are watching my movie. You should check out the next one. The theology is pretty mind-blowing, something you've probably never heard before. And every since the Catholic Church had power, there's been a crazy guy going, they're the devil. There yeah, right. Now, to be fair, <laughs> exactly. anyone who owns th- more than three mules throughout history, someone has pointed it and gone, that guy's probably the devil. Yeah, that right. Guy over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yes, exactly. It's Catholic bashing. It's the oldest American religious tradition, yeah. right? And, and then we get a bunch of seventh day Adventism crazy bullshit about how Saturday is the, is the, uh, actual Sabbath. And yes, of course it is or whatever. And, 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 uh, so that means the Vatican is a whore. Apparently. Well, he goes, haven't you heard about the mother of harlots? And again, the camera pans over to Courtney. It does. Pans back it again. Does. I don't think he did it on purpose, but there is an inside <laughs> joke that every time someone mentions anything hoary throughout both of these movies, it flashes over to Courtney and you know the director was like, Courtney! And he just flashed back again. <laughs> Courtney and him almost kissed right before the filming of the first movie and he just hasn't been able to get over it ever since. That's, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> So meanwhile, like, okay, so we've still got this radio broadcast. People are still listening to random Hebrew being shouted at them on the radio because, you know, it's so awesome. And now we get this moment where it suddenly turns to English, right? And and we get that at the apartment and we get it at the store. So, so Shane's at the store with Olia and all the other guys are still at the apartment. And they all hear it suddenly turn to English. And they act like this is some transcendent magical moment. Now, we know, because we've watched a bunch of these, that those are the fire-breathing Jews. They speak in Hebrew, but you can still understand them no matter what language or whatever. We know that that's what happens. But if everybody suddenly heard it sw- switch to English, they just assume that the radio broadcast switched to English, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all magical babblefish all of a sudden at the same time. Or he started talking in English on the radio. Yeah, right, one of these right. two things. That's exactly what I wrote. I wrote, who put a babblefish in my ear, guys? Come on, cut it out. <laughs> Also, by the way, really quick, the English radio voice is very clearly Bryce Blankenagle. I was going <laughs> to I was gonna ask him about It's pronounced that. Blake Brackenackles. Black and Slagum. Brandon Thanachek. Bryce Broken Ankle. Broken Ankle. That works pretty good for this movie, too. And this is also where an advertisement to support their ministry pops yes! up on the YouTube video. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> 
so <laughs> good. It's uh, it's liminal advertising. Yeah. It's great. Good job, guys. Super And literally, I, I wrote here, I just donated $20 to the FFRF for Spike. <laughs> so meanwhile, in a building, we meet the bad guys. Okay, so this is very clearly like the unrented space that they could film in until the 15th. Yeah. They walk in and there's just two like guys in suits going, this is perfect. We should set up the surveillance equipment here. You, my guys, my dad got fired, but like technically he doesn't have to leave his office until the end of the month. Do right. you want to, do you want to shoot in there? <laughs> uh, there's a bunch of like old bottles and stuff in there. And that's part of the reason why I got fired, but like, you can use it. It'll look really businessy though. There's a window behind it and everything. Also, I'm gonna save everyone a ton of confusion. One of these characters is named Who the Fuck Knows, but the other character's last name is Agent Kid. He is yeah. Agent Kid, which means that the first character who's like in charge, uh, and he looks like Bill Gates's slightly thinner Nazi younger son. <laughs> <laughs> the characters in charge keeps turning to him and going, listen to me, kid. Do what I say, kid. But they're of the same age and they're both mm. in their 40s. So I spent the entire first half of this movie going, why is he calling that man who is his age kid? <laughs> right. Why? <laughs> right, but much later we realized that that actually is his name. Now, the, the one character who you didn't name, the guy who's not named Kid, that's Mr. West, and he's been oh, put okay. in charge of all operations, and they're trying to figure out who is sending that fire-breathing Jew cast. And they're trying to hack into the mainframe to find out who it is that, like, is making the messages, and... The actors and extras that they have who are trying to do the hacking in this scene could not have less of an idea how computers work. They're touching their screens for half of it. They're touching around the computer and they're just wiping their face back and forth across the keyboard. It has little to nothing to do with how computers work. One guy's got solitaire up and he's like, if I can get all the kings to the top, I think I'll have hacked the Cuba <laughs> carbon dating evolution. So, yeah. Why are there right. still monkeys? So then we go back for some more talking about revelation in the apartment bullshit, uh, where we learn that everybody but the Seventh day Adventists are going to hell. Uh, we have some bird sounds in the background drowning out the dialogue. And my music note is Dracula is going to fuck that chick. I hope we see some boob. <laughs> also, by the way, this is a small thing. Uh, last week, we saw that Shane owns the, the movie he was in at the time. Yeah. He has a copy of Leap on his shelf. Sure does. This week, you can also very clearly see Big Daddy and Step Up. Oh, wow. Very exciting. <laughs> so I think we should just start reviewing his DVD collection in order. Oh, yeah. All oh, <laughs> bonus episodes. Uh, where is the Step Christian movie that El Director is currently working on where oh, they can't do God. Step at all? And he's just like, I'm here to talk about Jesus. <laughs> I will Dude, donate $4,000 your... <laughs> and double his budget if he makes that. <laughs> yeah, I hear you can make a feature film for under $2,000. Yeah, as it turns out. <laughs> Helps when you don't pay the actors. Also, I have in my notes at this point, 22 minutes, someone has jumped over a car, singular. That is all the parkour in this movie so far. It's all they've given us. Yeah, exactly. So now we're going to go to Olio's store to talk about the plot some more. I guess she's going to shut down the store now that Chip is the only way that people can buy stuff. And I got to say, there is so much room hiss in this because I was pausing to take notes and shit. When I turn it back on, I thought it was a drum roll. 
I thought there was a goddamn <laughs> drum roll to what she was about to say. Or I'm like, nope, that's just the room noise. Wow. They cut over to James and he's just doing a drum roll and they're like, James, seriously, right now? And he's like, sorry, gotta practice, gotta practice. Bagpipes, really? No, it's fine. <laughs> and this is also where uh, Olia says about her parents, they were Tooken a year ago. They were tooken a year. Okay, <laughs> thank you. They were tooken a year ago. Tooken, 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 J R R tooken. Someone watched that. Someone watched that in this movie. Look, there's a lot of stuff you can say about this movie, and I do, and I will, and I have. But anybody. No matter how bad their mythology knows that Tooken isn't a fucking word. <laughs> Which means that they didn't, they had, the, everyone was standing around when she said that and they're like, you guys want to reshoot that? No, no. <laughs> We've only got these sweet, sweet DSLRs for another two hours. I don't have another zip disc to put it on. <laughs> there you go. So. So her parents were tooken years ago, so it's her story to do with what she will. And this is where they have the idea that they should run around parkour preaching again like they did in the first movie, but only if she can tape it and upload it to the web. It's something like in, in me was so nonplussed by the fact that this guy refers to it in his script as tape it and upload it to the web. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where we learn that her phone can't be traced, and that's why yeah. she's going to be able to tape it and upload it to the web. <laughs> right. Put it on the internet box. <laughs> and meanwhile, so we go back to the bad guys, and they've figured out what the radio broadcasts are, too. They figured out that it's scripture, and so they play him the translated message, and apparently for some reason they've translated it into the voice of Stephen Hawking on helium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And when that comes up, he goes, someone get me the Vatican. The Vatican, sir. Someone immediately yeah, exactly. hands him a phone. It's like a Leslie Nielsen bit. Like where yeah, it's like an airplane bit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it's like it might airplane. as well immediately hand him the entire building of the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> the Vatican. What is it? Well, it's the place in Rome inside yeah, that's kind right. of a country and the, also a beast antichrist. And don't call me Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, someone hacks into their network to upload a video to the web of Shane yelling at a very small crowd of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shane apparently hacked into the Motel 6 Wi-Fi where the evil CIA works to, <laughs> yes. to show them the video he could just put I on just, the Internet. I like, don't. What is happening? Who the yeah. fuck knows? And the crowd here, it's like he just started to yell at a mildly populated farmer's market. Like, I, if you ask me if these people were aware they were in a movie that was being shot, my first, second, and third answers would be no. Yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> but, of course, someone from the crowd yells, who is this beast of which you speak? And they yell, Vatican City, and then they have to run away. No parkour, just four out-of-shape yeah. people running away from the camera. <laughs> well, they run away because, uh-oh, here comes David Smalley. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's be real. If you watch this movie, it is David Smalley. I almost messaged David Smalley on Facebook and I was like, hey man, like, I don't want to be this guy, but were you in the movie? Yeah. yeah. He's a little tall for Smalley, but yeah, yeah. No, he looked exactly <laughs> like him. He was wearing a hat that says secret agent and a big right. white shirt. Secret agent. Book it. And then, uh, oh, it's amazing. We get to watch... Fat suit, Courtney Cox, run away. It's beautiful. <laughs> Just body parts flying in all directions. She, she looks like a, 
like a Ouija board planchette with her different like fat areas doing vector addition, and it adds up to where she's going. It's so lovely. Yeah, she looks oh. like someone brought the sentence "unused curves membership" to life <laughs> in a very good way. So then they get home and they're all like excited after some good people yelling, and then James has to run check the internet to see how their video is doing, and they're like. This has received literally hundreds of views, and I'm like, oh my god, El Director couldn't stand the fact that no one has given a shit about any of the movies he's made, so what he had to have be a viral video was how many people watched the first leap. <laughs> like, that's what this director did. He was like, I mean, what? how many downloads does Leap have? 20? 30,000? Well then, I guess that's what going viral is. Am I right, me? High five. You earned a treat. <laughs> Oh, finance a part good three boy. on Google AdSense. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then another uncomfortably long blackout later, and the bad guys have found the phone that was used to upload the video. That untraceable phone? Well, they traced it. Right. And so, like, and I guess this is like middle of the night or whatever. We're supposed to get like uh, Mr. West showing up, and there's a, this ridiculously hilarious typey type type in the background. Oh yeah. my god! My my note here is stop typing like a court stenographer. What is right? being accomplished there? There, like, there's never a time when words per minute determines whether you can quote hack something. That's yeah, right, right. right. What? <laughs> so he gets up to the uh he gets up to the to the office or whatever and he says finds out oh we found the phone he's like give our op the green light additional government words then we cut to our discount Jason Bourne asset also a busser at Ruby Tuesdays if I'm not mistaken this guy looks like you poured monster energy drink into a witch's cauldron <laughs> and he rose out of it. He's he just, looks like Voldemort's rebellious son. He's like, whatever, Dad. I'm going to have a nose whether you like it or not. He looks like he asks cops, oh, I thought this was America on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> We're not in America. Am I being detained? <laughs> not in America. Yeah, man, you're being detained. That's why I'm yep. sitting on your back. <laughs> in America. Yep. This is happening. So now we're back to hanging out with Olia at the closed down store where we learned that, wow, that's 20,000 hits on that video. That's pretty much all the people, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should topple the Vatican with our podcast is what I was saying. <laughs> and, the, and then topple a smaller religion, too, with the leftover. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. Dude, we could take out the Buddhist with a mini soda. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some tweets go viral. <laughs> I think I could take down the Janes, that gun post I did. <laughs> so, and of course, we learned, too, that I guess other parkour ninja Christians were also impressed so much so that they're uploading their preaching videos as well. Oh, and feel free to make your own parkour preaching video and send it to us on our Facebook page so we can share your parkour preaching with the world. If you can shout at a real crowd, bonus points. <laughs> We will blow up Tibet in a fiery <laughs> explosion. Uh, we will, we were not gonna, we're not gonna blow up Tibet. If Tibet gets blown up, three. we had nothing to do. Two to three, you're outvoted. We were hanging out with Sergio <laughs> Leone the entire gavel. time. Gavel, already said gavel. So, gavel. that's locked in. <laughs> so also, but, and this is just a, a small little thing, but at the end of this scene, they, they're like, here, have some food. And they hand them like a, a bag of food. And they're like, thanks. And I'm like, you're standing in a store surrounded by food. Your store is shut down. So you're not selling this anymore. And you just gave them a box of Triscuits. Fuck you. 
but they act like, where did this food come from? And she goes, we still have a connection. And I'm like, the shelves around the shelves. you? They're the hook up with you? Exactly. <laughs> so they walk out and Soul Patch Assassin is right across the street in plain fucking view. <laughs> yeah, he is, he is three feet away from them with a sniper rifle. People or what, gun, what they yeah. really want to look like a sniper yeah, rifle. Exactly. It's, it's obviously dad's modified gun that they were like, yeah. we'll put a scope on it. It looks just like it. He's just in the middle of the street and just like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> but for some reason, he doesn't shoot at him. Did they give, do they explain why he doesn't just take the shot at this point? I assume because every time he chokes someone to death instead, his goatee grows an extra inch. It's like, oh, where he gets his power from. <laughs> yeah. Or possibly the crowded street of people might notice him if he fires at that point. Well, that's oh, true. That's, that's true. Yeah. So instead, he lets them go and then he goes into the store to ask Olia if she can help them find these people on his phone. And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, they just left the store. He's like, well, then why the fuck would you ask me where to find them, dude? Honestly. <laughs> well, he's trying no to see sense. if she's on their side. Oh, I see. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. And then he single-handed chokes her to death. Yeah. <laughs> yes. While he's doing that, she texts. And she doesn't just call him. She no. texts Shane the word <laughs> help. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Siri, text Shane help. Uh, next frame help. I fucking hate <laughs> Siri, you're the worst. I'm getting an Android with Cortana. God damn it. So, so he gets the, uh, so he gets the text. They're walking away. He gets the text. And of course, just so this movie can be good and sexist, he's like, girls, go home. The men folks have to take care of business it's or whatever. It's man fighting time. Yeah, right. <laughs> but they're too late. They get back to the store and he has choked Olia to death right before they walk in. Single-handedly, like, like one hand, like a like Gary Busey strangling someone in Lethal Weapon One. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the bloody nine. Yeah. <laughs> but they're too late. She's dead, and so now it's time to kick some ass. And this fight scene is the greatest fight scene in any Christian movie, and possibly in any movie. Oh. It's it's like they watched a Three Stooges fight scene or a Charlie Chaplin fight scene. They were like that. But super duper serious. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in the future somehow. Yeah. Cause they literally, there is a moment where he puts a box on the guy's head and punches it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like a clown. Yeah. Might as well put a church bell over his head and ring it really loud and then vibrates his body to death. There's also a scene that's literally like a joke slap fight. Like there's a moment yep. where they're just like, eh, 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 eh. not the face, not the face, not the face. <laughs> It's like George Michael Bluth doing a Matrix Kung Fu video. <laughs> Amazing. They throw stuff at each other. Yeah. There's a moment where they're just like throwing chips at each other. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> fight scene in Clerks. Yeah. The FDS yeah. still stings. <laughs> and then they close his arm in a fridge yes. door, which <laughs> breaks it. They have rubber stoppers it, on them. And, and it serves as a uh, good, you know, torture method, too. Like, who do you yes, work for? No. He's like, fuck you. And the guy pushes the refrigerator door slightly more closed. He's like, owie, on my arm. That looks kind of cold, too. It's fine. Also it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> fantastic. So, yeah, so he tells him he works for the Congregation for the blah, 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 the faith or whatever, Vatican-y sounding words, and then runs off and 
gets hit by a truck very much off screen, you know, all but just in sound fine. effects. Yeah, no, he has more so why was that purple paint on his face. Well, so they could put more purple paint on his face. That was so I think maybe he actually crazy. got hit by a truck outside. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, all right, well, we can't cut, so keep rolling. Yeah, just, yeah. Because there's now. no reason for him to get hit by a car. If it kills him, it's like, oh, that's why we can't interrogate him. But he gets hit by a car, and they come outside, and he just sort of waddles away, and they're like, well, he's... He's safe. After yeah. <laughs> he touched the car outside this ten oh, foot man. radius, we can't. How catch great him. would it be if he actually gets killed, and then it's just John Goodman for the rest? They cut to John Goodman for the rest of the scene. Right. <laughs> oh. So yeah. So then they then they walk around the counter to make sure that Olia is in fact dead, and then the, the movie has the taste to cut away before they check out her tits and stuff. I thought that was that was a tasteful choice. Yeah. By he Chris. goes, "What do we do?" And I wrote in my notes, "We fuck her, right? We fuck I mean, her." Well, we don't have to tell anyone about it later. We'll just replace her with a different actress in the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, meanwhile, back at Bad Guy Central, Op One hasn't checked in yet. Um, mm. So so he gives the order to kill all the people on YouTube or something. <laughs> yeah, kill PewDiePie just in case. <laughs> also, this is where they cut over to like a Spanish lady, and it's the lady from the news earlier. <laughs> it is. It is. I had to double check the yep. credits. Yes, she is listed both as news reporter and under bad guys. They literally <laughs> just have a list of like nine people under bad guys. <laughs> So yeah, so now they have to go back to the apartment so he can tell the girls that Olia is dead. Um, and also they have like this pansy ass version of the giving yourself stitches scene, except for he's really just putting some neosporin on his knuckles. And yeah, it's swabbing the weirdest. It he obviously knew there was a scene where the hero like heals himself, but usually like tapes his ribs together and fucking gives himself surgery, digs out a bullet. But they were just like, okay, can I have some ice? Oh. Ooh. <laughs> kind of things. Kind of uh, things. So, and, and then of course we have to end with this with like, now we don't know who we can trust. And one of them says, well, we know we can trust God. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up, Courtney. This is serious. This is a real parkour conflict. We're using our parkour in real life. <laughs> I wanted so badly for the camera to pan over to God and him just to give everyone a thumbs up. Just like, <laughs> there guys, I got your back. So now we cut to uh, Agent Soulpatch getting bitched at by his boss. You know, he's like uh, the, the the guy who got hit by the truck earlier. Um, and Mr. West is like, well, tell me you at least eliminated them. And before the period in that sentence, he shoots and kills the guy. With the gun upside down and backwards from With behind his, his back. on the trigger. Yeah, what? Yeah. He be- <laughs> apparently that gun fires the way a little girl holds a teacup at an imaginary tea party. <laughs> And so uh, this is also, by the way, where we first learned that the uh, that the character's name is Kid, and we learned that because the bad guys have caught Luke, uh, who is that that parkour character from the opening scene that we haven't seen since. Krusty the Clown's son. Yeah, Krusty Car- Car- <laughs> Jr. And they ask him like, "Do you believe in God?" And he's like, "No." He's like, "Why not?" He's like, "Because I like to fuck puppies. That's what atheists would say, right?" Yeah, because I wrote in my notes, "No," because nobody's the boss of me. Yeah, Especially right. since my dad left, and then he looks out the mirror. <laughs> I wanted Agent West to look out the other window and be like, how do I reach him? Reach him. Reach him. 
So, and then they, of course, they find out that he doesn't have a chip, so they could shoot him right then and there, but instead, they want him to help them catch the parkour ninja badasses. Okay, so wait, there's this fucking amazing moment in this scene. So he offers him the deal, right? Which is, he's, he pushes forward this folder. So he's got the gun on the table and he's got the folder on the table. He pushes the folder towards the kid and he goes, you've got a choice. You can either take the deal or – and then the actor forgets that he's not allowed to do this and starts to push the gun towards the character. <laughs> so it's be like either you can have this or you can have my gun. No, no, don't give him the gun. And then he pulls shoot it back. you with the gun. Yeah. <laughs> And again, stays in the movie. <laughs> stays in the movie. And we learn that basically it takes a tray sewer to catch a tray sewer. <laughs> and this is where we cut to James who has triangulated the, uh, the like thing. And it's mm-hmm. very clearly a second life map. Like it's, it's very clearly a video game map. There's no way. Yeah, right, right. The signal is coming from Hyrule Castle. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. One second, just two more turns. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get uh benedict arnold walking around he's he, he gets a phone call uh from from mr west uh and and this is where he tells him that he'll find his instructions and i quote under the marina yeah, what the fuck does that mean a marina is an entire property yes so it's buried in the ground somewhere <laughs> anywhere near the water i i have a theory i think marina means dock to the people who wrote this movie <laughs> right well apparently yeah. they think it means the little dock house that landed on the wicked witch and he finds her holding a manila envelope there so yeah that's, that's how that works so yes but he's like this is where he first realized it's shane it's the guy that saved his life at the beginning of the movie and he just doesn't know if he can do that so he calls the guy back which makes you kind of wonder why there had to be an envelope taped to something. It's like drop point two makes no fucking sense. So, and then he's like, he's like, I think we know some of the routes that they take. Grab a pen. He's like, couldn't you have put that information in the envelope? He's like, don't be a smart ass. Yeah, right. right. And there's also this moment where he's trying to like make sure that Luke's on side and he goes, Luke. And it's the weirdest line reading. Again, if you watch these movies with us, this one's on YouTube. You got to check it out. Leap Rise of the Beast. His, his line reading here is like, are you coming to bed? <laughs> huh? I'm very clearly. 90 for us. but yeah so he tells him they uh you know where they hang out which i guess is on uh either the north or south side of a bike rack they move fast so just be ready for either side all of a sudden of that situation so you'll find him yeah but instead they go to the place where the wall is uh and he waits there for him because they're going to climb over that wall eventually since they're so parkour and watching the fat chick land from this wall is worth the rest of the movie. If they could have done that in super slow, I honestly would have given this guy a thumbs up on YouTube. To be fair, though, they did steal that shot from the Avengers when the Hulk lands on those robots. So I feel like that's not really fair to give him 100% credit. Courtney smash. <laughs> Teresa smash. So, yeah, so they run into this guy just randomly, and he wants to, like, learn more about parkour with him and Jesus. And Jesus. And parkour Jesus. and Jesus. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. Right, but they're they're not sure, so they're like, uh, 
He might also be a government spy. Let's have a sidebar, but we'll be standing right next to it. Yeah. Right <laughs> next to it. Can you hear us? No. Cool. Okay. okay. He doesn't hear us. <laughs> Courtney's teen sidebar. pregnancy sense is tingling about him. She's like, I yes. don't know. <laughs> And then, of course, then they hear sirens in the background, which could only mean one thing. Apparently, they're ambulance sirens, but whatever. Um, so they start running away. And this is, honestly, again, it's almost worth the whole movie just for the zip-zop fat pants sound effect <laughs> as they're running away from fucking Teresa. You can just hear her thighs warming up. It's amazing. <laughs> and then they climb this wall, and then they get to the other side. Uh, what's his name? Luke falls and breaks his ankle. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, because apparently that's all that happens in this movie series when someone doesn't make a jump is their ankle just instantly snaps like a chicken leg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And <laughs> Teresa grabs it, and this is where we learn Teresa <sighs> has miracle healing powers. Yes. Yep. She miracle heals his ankle with prayer. And they could not give less of a fuck about it. She touches it, he's fine, and they're just like, okay, cool, let's go. Yeah, let's roll. <laughs> It's like he dropped something. She's like, oh, you forgot your wallet. And he's like, oh, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> that was nice of you. <laughs> and there's also a lot of there's a lot of weird homoeroticism in this conversation where Shane starts like feeling his legs and his hands and stuff like that. Yeah, he's like, how's your knee, man? How's your knee? That's not my knee. Yeah, how's it? How's it? <laughs> Feels like a tickle, right? I can already tell how your dick is. That's why I'm asking about your knee. So, yeah. <laughs> And, and and they're like, how did she mi- miracle my leg back? And they're like, I don't know. She never used magical healing magic before, but now she's got that, you know, late in the script. That's the time to throw in magic powers. Listen, we have this ankle breaking sound. We're going to fucking use it. But if it's not going to affect the plot, we need to give someone magic healing powers. <laughs> and then it's time for his little... um Allegory, yeah. if you will, <laughs> where he's like, I'm here for the truth. And he goes, I once heard a story about a kid who asked questions and his pastor almost drowned him. And then the pastor was like, the moment you want truth as badly as air, you get the truth. Yes. A story, a lovely little story about waterboarding a kid into Christianity. You can't right. handle the truth. <laughs> you did. I order the code red. You're damn right. I, oh, sorry. Wrong movie. Wrong movie. Right. Better movie. Apparently, the truth is what Muslim people tell us at Gitmo. That's yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But but the message here is of his little story, as bad as it is, since it includes like partially drowning a child. The message behind it is almost as bad. It's we can show you the truth, but only if you've decided to believe it's true in advance. Yeah, that's the message. And then, of course, we have to cut back to bad guy room where they're monitoring Luke. You know, um, and, and listening to him tell his ridiculous theories. And one of the guys goes, are we recording this? And the other guy's like, oh yeah, shit. We're going to want to make fun of this at the Christmas party, aren't we? Fuck. Um, <laughs> let me get on that. To be fair, Heath had been their agent before then and he had forgotten to turn on the record. So they- oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had to record on. It was just an, yeah. So, and, and this is also, this is another one of those instances where like g- guy says insane fucking thing. And instead of responding with, are you fucking insane? The, uh, the guy will say something like, well, no, wait a minute. Doesn't the temple of Solomon have to be rebuilt before it can be the rapture? Doesn't your face need to get rebuilt? Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. And then we get my favorite line <laughs> of the movie. That's the greatest line ever. <laughs> he's talking about the Antichrist being the Vatican. And he's like, well, isn't the Antichrist supposed to be a god, a guy? And he's like, no, by temple they mean like Jesus and the church and people and stuff. And then he has one other clarifying question about the Antichrist. 
which is and we all have it yes, exa- exactly. we just wrote it down Verbatim. none of us have commentary it's just we wrote it down it's what about mormonism hitler and all that other new age garbage it's the actual goddamn line you know those three things. Yeah. So um, I'd uh, I'd fuck the New Age garbage, kill Hitler, and marry twenty Mormons. Is, is that a game that yeah. we're playing? Yeah, yeah. I'd fuck the Mormons, so, marry Hitler, and kill New Age garbage. Kill New Age garbage. All right, all right. I like it. I like it. So now, what he's doing with this line, and we're supposed to just intuit this, is he's positing other antichrists. That's what he's saying. What about Mormonism? Isn't that the antichrist? What about Hitler? Wasn't he supposed to be? Those are their examples of three other possible antichrists. Mormonism, Hitler, and New Age garbage. You know, genocide, Reiki, same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Reiki, the third Reiki. They even sound the same. I feel like it's oh it's it's almost like in this movie they realized at this point they're like you know the Catholics are going to be pissed it's like let's compare Mormonism to Hitler and uh, so later on we can tell the Catholics look you didn't get the worst of it and tarot cards <laughs> exactly <laughs> so then late that night Luke washes his face and then suddenly it, like Shane just creepily appears behind him like staring into the bathroom where he's getting ready for bed. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Luke says, flyboy, flyboy, flyboy into the mirror. <laughs> hey there. Yeah, he appears by him. He's like, oh, fuck are you doing? And he's like, can't sleep. And he's like, yeah, me neither. And then he looks down again and he's gone. <laughs> it's fucking are you, insane. Are you not going to take a shit? Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take a shit. <laughs> I was hoping Lumpkin? you were doing no, something no, with I'm your sorry. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, me neither. I, I also don't want to do that. <laughs> blumpkin, blumpkin, blumpkin. All right, all right. No, we're, we're, we're. Shit. And I guess while you can still cling to the hopes that that's going to be the most useless scene in the movie, we'll pause for a well-earned and somewhat overdue break. But before we do, let me give Act 3 the hard sell. Will Geppetto turn any of these actors into real boys? Will anyone jump over any damn thing already? Will the casting make even less sense before this movie's over? Find out the answers to these questions and less when we return for the We Ran Out of Money at This Point conclusion of Leap, Rise of the Beast. Hi, I'm Tony D, owner of Hitler, Mormons, and other New Age garbage. And we got a sale going on so crazy, you'd have to think the Vatican was the Antichrist to miss out on it. You want crystals? I got them. Kids in white shirts? I'm swimming in them. You want Hitler? I got so much Hitler. I don't know what to do with them. Listen to these satisfied customers. As an astral-projecting Moroni Nazi, I need a place for one-stop shopping. And thanks to Hitler, Mormons, and other New Age crap, I can sage my Austrian despots without missing out on a marshmallow square. Thanks, Tony D. I love New Age garbage. I have tarot cards and dowsing rods galore. But now with my new budding collection of magic underwear, I can take my crazy to a whole new level. Hitler, Mormons, and other New Age garbage off Highway 11 by the Gas and Sip. Brought to you by the Spirit of the Antichrist or something. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Pastor. This is all just a little hard to believe. I mean, can you prove to me that these things are true? Oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) What the fuck was that? 
You see, when you want knowledge... Fuck as much you, man! Fuck you! Fuck you right in the shit tits! I hope your dick gets cut open by razor wasps, you fucking cunty, shitty-ass fucker! Oh, okay, okay so I, I was just oh. trying to teach you a lesson. What lesson? That I can breathe underwater? Suck my dick! I hope a dog shits in your mouth while you sleep, you cum-guzzling turd nugget! Fuck! Oh, okay, okay, that that's a fair... Uh, assessment, but the point I was trying to make is that if you want knowledge, you'll get it. See, I, I saw this in a movie. What? What does that even fucking mean? You saw it in a movie. Ow! Ow! <laughs> cut it out! Stop! <laughs> stop! <laughs> if you want knowledge, I'll get it. If I wanted knowledge, I asked you, and that's why I asked you, you asshole. If I wanted to know how it felt to drown, I would have asked for that. Fuck you! Fuck your movie! Okay, geez, sorry. Oop, a bee flies in your pee hole. And somehow none of us thought better of it during the break, so we're back for more. And we're going to start off back in the apartment talking about the fucking plot. And just to give you an idea how bad it gets, all right, they're sitting around talking to this guy, Luke, from the beginning, about the shit that's already happened in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and this is where he says to him, you're either in or you're out. And I wrote the Eli Bosnick story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mostly out. Mostly out. Let's be real. <laughs> I'm all tip. I'm all tip. <laughs> And of course, then he has to ask him, like, um, so how is your PK coming along so that we can get a PK trading montage in the coming scene since they only have three days to train? Yeah. But before we get that, we have to go back to Kid, to the, the, the subordinate agent, and he's talking to someone on the phone about something, and my only note here is, it's none of your damn business what the fuck is going on in this scene. That's why they haven't told you. <laughs> And by the way, the person on the other side of this call is getting at most half a syllable at a time. Yeah, in right? If that's even possible, it's no space. Uh-huh. And what do you want for lunch? Got it. A green cheese sandwich with bread and two pickles. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me your lunch order on uh, drop point two. Perfect. <laughs> it's underneath the park. <laughs> <laughs> So then we cut, and this, and that, that is the most bizarrely useless scene. In a sense, it sets something up for later, but not really. Um, so now we cut to this awesome parkour training. And again, there's been virtually no parkour. And when I say virtually, there's been one actual parkour move and a bunch of people running. Which again is not parkour, just to clarify, yeah. that is chasing. All of Tom Cruise's movies are not parkour movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but but you figure, oh, they must be saving it up for this big scene right here where they're going to show some awesome shit. No. This is like he's trying to drag himself up onto a wall that's like two feet higher than his hands are. Yeah. And uh. it's like super duper basic parkour. It's like, you see this? You see this foot? See this foot right here? That's <laughs> where you want to jump. Put it on that wall. <laughs> yeah, he actually right. shows him his foot. He's like, well, you see this? He's like, yes, that's your foot. Exactly. Yeah. Apparently you want to hit that sweet spot. So he's like, yeah, hit the sweet spot and step up to the streets. I love that movie. <laughs> step, yeah. Me too. Oh my God. We should the make a dance? Christian step up. Yeah. So good. He really, really <laughs> should make a I'm Christian step Jesus. up, Chris. Um, that could be leap three. Yeah, exactly. They're right, at least exactly. as good at step as they are at parkour. So then, of course, Luke finally, now that he knows to use his foot to push, um, climbs himself, pulls himself <laughs> clumsily up this wall, and Shane's like, there, you've got it. And I'm like, not really, though. <laughs> that's, just, right. that's like the you've got it when you're just sick of telling someone something. 
Right. And this is where we get the, uh, the montage. And the montage <laughs> is, uh, sliding and running. Yep. Uh, climbing along a railing like a sexy cat. Okay. Now he's hitting a tight <laughs> rail, which would be parkour if he wasn't doing it on all fours. That's like dropping in on the half pipe with training wheels. <laughs> yeah. Driving on a half pipe with your car. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Just driving into a ditch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and but, by the way, there's absolutely no reason to baseball slide at any time if somebody, if somebody's chasing you, just keep running. Unless the bad guy's about to uh, tag you with a baseball well, right. and you're running towards them, which would also make no sense. You would not do that. Anyway, <laughs> small thing. What if James Bond is teaching you you got to slide under anything? Well, there's always that. Now, just I, overrun the bag. It's first and thing. then push-ups. <laughs> the, the end of the montage is push-ups. No, no, the end of the montage is even worse than that. It's first of all, it's an easier variation of push-ups, but also, yeah, I could, I could actually do some of these push-ups, not push-ups that they're doing. Right, right. But after that, at the very end, we see them. Shane literally slides down a banister on his ass. Like, they put that in the parkour training montage, him sliding down a banister on his ass. Yeah. He might as well be going down a toboggan on his parents' stairway in his house. (laughs) Right! Exactly! I wanted the girl from the first Mormon movie who also slides down the banister to just come down after him and be like, yep, still not married. Whee! But of course, all this time, Luke is still getting orders from the bad guys. So he has to call West to tell him that their next event is Friday at Riverfront Park. And he basically goes, do they trust you? And he's like, yeah, they do. And he goes, your deeds won't go unnoticed. You'll be taken care of, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Wait. I'm going to murder wait, not, you. Not if you know what I mean. Just regular. Regular <laughs> Regular taking care of. To which he responds. So again, (laughs) this is a character who they will murder him or he can work for them. And Mm -hmm. his response is, the price has gone up. I want 30,000. Yeah, 30,000 from you guys for you guys to not kill me. He's (laughs) negotiating that price. I want 30,000 not killed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But we also see, so he's, he's having lunch. He's having some chips and some brats or something. Well, his lunch is the saddest short story (laughs) you can possibly imagine. His lunch is burned hot dogs and chips out of a bag. Yeah. And I'm sure that's what Chris eats every night. So he's just like, no, that's food, right? That's what, that's how people eat food. Like, I mean, I, I assume, you know, it's not Thanksgiving, but I wanted to give him, like, a really nice meal. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that Luke's eating really well. <laughs> Clearly from hospice meals on wheels or something like that. <laughs> you know, they don't know my grandma died three weeks ago, so I've just been cleaning up. <laughs> cleaning <laughs> up. Uh, and then we learn that there's a old-timey Looney Tunes bomb <laughs> inside the fridge. <laughs> it's a- it's it practically fucking says Acme on the side. It's got it is dynamite, and it's got a little beepy light on it, and it's beeping. Uh, the goddamn thing is beeping, because you know when you hide a bomb in somebody's apartment, you want a beepy one. Yeah. It, it might as well have a sign that says, like, press this plunger to open fridge. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, by the way, this is your new inconspicuous fridge, just a normal fridge. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Those are hot so, dogs with fuses. So there's a tied. sign pointing toward an X with the words birdseed misspelled on it and he <laughs> accidentally notices the dynamite tied to the anvil with the string attached to the clucking chicken before it blows up and runs out of the apartment now i have to ask you guys 
do you think they really blew up an apartment for this scene? Because that was damn realistic. That was <laughs> pretty <laughs> fucking realistic. I think they bought – that's not even an on-brand version of After Effects. No. This is like before Michael went back to Yugoslavia to work in the salt mines, he was like, here, as a parting gift, it is called Wefter Effects. It has explosion, dinosaur, and black and white. Also makes character from last movie gain 845 pounds. We'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. Looks like Ukrainian mecha shark blows up. <laughs> same, same graphic. Hey, have you seen Grenik Tukcharukatuk? <laughs> oh, is huge action movie in Kurdistan right now. You need to check it out. Tis pretty sweet. Anyways, this is the CD-ROM on which we kept all the special effects. I want you to have it now. It is the goddamn worst shit you've ever seen. So, yeah, so his apartment blows up. The building is unharmed somehow. Yeah. But there's a giant explosion coming out of the stairwell. And he jumps on the ground. He calls him. He's like, hey, why did you guys try to blow me up? And they're like, and Mr. West actually goes like, oh, shit, my bad. Uh, it's Dave. He's new. Oh, yeah. It, was a fu- it looks like we got the files wrong. And he's like, okay, we're cool. But, like, be more careful. Yeah. Be more careful. <laughs> and uh, and then Shane preaches about the Vatican being the devil. And everyone listens. So – now, here's my question, and workshop this with me. If you were the villains in this movie, and you're in charge of a secret police, and you know where someone's going to be, exactly, mm-hmm. and you want to catch and murder them, what do you think the best plan for catching them during their sermon is? Well, first, first you're going to want one guy. Only one, one guy, guy involved. Um, does he need an outfit of any kind? Because I feel like he probably needs a a scarf ninja mask. Uh, I, I'd have him in a red silk ninja costume, yeah, but not right away. I'd have him dress up into that at the scene of the well, thing. Well, right, right, exactly, smart, exactly. Smart. And for okay. safety's sake, we would obviously want to put him in knee pads. And elbow pads. <laughs> and elbow pads. And, of course, we would not want to give him any kind of projectile weapon, motorized vehicle, or unmotorized vehicle to catch the runny people. Mm, that's because that would be cheating. <laughs> right. And then he can go cheating. ahead and tile some floors right after that. So that's perfect. <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. yeah. All right. So we're all on the same page. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. So we do the, the way thing. to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, fat ninja in knee pads starts chasing them away. Now, okay, th- him like Shane and Luke run off together in one direction. The other three run in another way. Uh, another way. There's only one bad guy chasing anyone. So three of them are just running for exercise. Shane yep. and Luke are running <laughs> from the fat ninja with the knee pads. Uh, and the three that are running away from nothing run into cancerous christian nightclub ron howard (laughs) and he says you want to live follow me which i expect him to be like well you know nobody's even chasing us so you know maybe the guys who are in danger you could go help them or but no they they decide to follow him past all this good parkour stuff that they don't use and my music note here by the way is this is the music that rubber aliens from 1950s movies fuck to yeah, music note, <laughs> nightclub in hell. Yeah, right. <laughs> I had uh, Kubert getting fucked very gently in the face by Captain Falcon. <laughs> so, that but, thing's got to be fun, that Tubi thing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I get it, yeah. yeah. I, I have a Kubert doll. So, 
crazy billionaire money. We make, we just make a special art of blowjob with Cuber. <laughs> Another one. I think that would be profitable. <laughs> I think we, yeah, exactly. We could, we could turn a buck with that. It's in the special features of uh, pixels. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so and then of course, as they're running, Luke gets caught by the fat ninja and the knee pads or whatever. So Shane has to go back and karate fight him. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's honestly, it's kind of a disappointing fight scene after the spectacular ones we've seen up to this point. But this is where Shane realizes that uh, Luke is chipped and he's been a bad guy all along. And as he's getting that realization, Fat Ninja tackles him and knocks him unconscious. Right. And the question becomes, if they were going to fight, why did they run? <laughs> One of the many questions. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. I'm pretty sure the fighting audio before they did the ADR in this part was like, stop, too hard, too hard. <laughs> stop. But the, uh, the other three have gotten away. So they, they, they are not doing parkour here. They just run to a slightly different area of town, apparently. Uh-huh. And then cancerous Christian Ron Howard nightclub DJ goes, you are safe now. So we're going to learn that this character was an angel. A parkour angel. angel. Yes. God was like, hey, how should I dress my angel before I send it down to save these sassy teens? (laughs) I don't know. Let's go with ginger date rapist. All right. Ginger date rapist. Send him down. Some people like that look. (laughs) Don't be an asshole. (laughs) Anyway, so, yeah, but of course, Shane got caught, but the rest of them, including Luke, got away. Yeah. And, and, right. and so, and, and then of course they realized that the video that Luke was supposed to just be pretending to take actually got uploaded to the internets somehow. So it's time to bring in Luke once and for all. Right. Well, they bring in Luke, but first we're going to cut to the jail cell scene. <laughs> and the jail cell scene in this movie is everything I've ever wanted Christian cinema to be oh god <laughs> so first of all like the, the, the this is entirely green screened and it's green screened over like the dungeon wall you where you expect like skeletons to be shackled up to it or something like that in the background yeah this is like a 6d ride at the mall <laughs> yeah right exactly exactly and that is the least bizarrely stupid thing about this scene is the green screening yeah so they get him into the green screen prison cell with like the fake skeletons in the back. We expect Scorpion to uppercut someone into spikes behind him. <laughs> and then someone walks into the scene and we're supposed to believe that's Crystal from the first movie. The girl, the, the character that was played by the actress that played Olia in this one. They have now recast that character with a different actress despite having this actress at their disposal. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Right, because right. if you'll remember, he's pulling a Steven Spielberg. Yes. <laughs> so he's switching the I actors. Didn't, I didn't realize that's what was happening at this point. I didn't see the documentary. So my note here is, uh, I guess this actress didn't have the chops to play Olia. So they <laughs> have... What? The fuck are they doing? She was too big to strangle to death. He would have needed three hands. Yeah. So she she walks in and Shane's like, uh, Crystal, and she's like, No, not not Crystal. Uh, I'm about 200 pounds heavier than the <laughs> the flashback we're showing on the screen right now. It doesn't matter. I, I'm reverse Sarah Chalk. Well, remember remember <laughs> Roseanne? 
It's like the opposite of that. Yes, and she is a big and, um, but they actually did reshoot some of the scenes from the first movie so that they could do the flashback and have this extraordinarily overweight girl in the part that Crystal was in. But not the parkour scenes, because no. it's very clear no. that this yeah, but they showed like, Crystal, well, the regular one. Yeah. We need to reshoot these scenes. You mind doing this chase? And she was like, oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do a chaser if that's what you mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, a no, she is chaser. early onset diabetes <laughs> fat, not just yeah. a little fat here. <laughs> She's mobility scooter fat. Now, <laughs> Jaeger bomb with gravy dropped in. It's fantastic. Now, now, of course, if you recall, the last time we saw the character that this overweight woman is supposed to be now playing, she was murdering their friend Tina. So they have to try to write that out of the script now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that wasn't me. That was my partner that shot Tina. It's like, well, even if it was, and it wasn't because we, like, saw it, but... We even- watched the movie. We are one of the four humans that watched <laughs> yeah, this fucking right. movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, but beyond that, it's like, even if you didn't actually pull the trigger when you kidnapped me and my friends and started waving guns at us for believing in Jesus, I don't know that I'm ready to forgive. Yeah, but Shane is because of that time she touched him through the pants at Hot Topics. <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking insane. Yeah, it really is. I don't think we could possibly do justice to just how bizarre and weird this turn of events is. So she basically goes, you got to believe me, Shane. And he's like, I believe you. Instantly. Instantly. Mm -hmm. But that's fine. All is forgiven. (laughs) And she goes, she goes, look, look, no chips. And she shows him her fucking ham hock wrists. And she's like, (laughs) see, no chips. And he's like, oh, my God. I've never seen someone's wrists jiggle. And she's like, yeah, it's weird, right? And then... And then there's this weird joke moment in this scene. She goes, yeah. he goes, what are they going to do to us in here? And she goes, they'll probably ask you to renounce God, but that won't bother you. Remember that? Remember when I held a gun to your head, asked you to renounce God? Too soon. Uh, I'm a funny murderer. <laughs> a funny but seriously, murderer. Ma B, for reals. <laughs> this is a real moment where you ever run into your crazy ex and she tries to bring up the good times and you're like, yeah, I remember. You tried to stab me that night. She's like, yeah, but like that party was fun. <laughs> yeah, remember? Remember the strip monopoly? That was awesome. It was a really good dip. So, <laughs> so and now the door to their prison cell magically opens – and they run off and, and just to give you an idea, cause she's like, do you still trace? And she's like, I can keep up. And to give you an idea, this chick is so fat that the little hallway they have to go through, she has to go through it sideways. She can't go one leg in front of the other in the hallway that they're in. And I want to point out a couple of things before people message us with the like, hey, you know, I usually like it when you make Down syndrome jokes, but these fat jokes were too far. I want want to (laughs) throw something out there, okay? It's not that she's fat. It's that they replaced the thinnest actress in the series with the fattest actress in the series. If they had put me in a wig in this movie, we'd all be like, that's weird. That guy looks like two marshmallows that were in a microwave for exactly three seconds. Why would you think I think that's the same character? That is the same. That is the emotions we went through watching this movie. Yes. <laughs> and Leap 3, no wonder Leap 3 hasn't gotten made yet. They're probably still waiting for this actress to vault over a railing somewhere. <laughs> it's like, okay, take 7,962. Uh, go ahead. Give it a shot. <laughs> she burst through it again, guys. We need a new railing. <laughs> Uh, okay, try it this time without saying Hulk smash. 
<laughs> just just use your one good foot. I know you lost the other foot to diabetes, but use your left foot to jump. I feel like the sweet spot will be on your left foot because you don't have a right foot. You're so brave. <laughs> Shit. So now, meanwhile, we got to go back to the uh, to the bad guy who they've they've now brought Luke in. I love this scene. Oh, it's so great. So he basically says, "Oh, I see you've been sucked into their little cult. Where's the apartment?" And he's like, "Oh, one, two, three, Parkour Drive." And he's yeah. like, "Oh, <laughs> that's pretty easy." And then this is exactly what happened. He takes his gun, puts it in front of Luke, goes. You know how I came across this weapon? And then shoots Luke in the head with a surprise tiny gun. (laughs) What was cut from this movie? Was there a scene where, like, Agent West was in training and his instructor goes, Agent West, I don't ever want to see you shoot a gun the way a human being does. Here's a tiny gun. Here's a gun that comes out of your foot. Here's a gun you hold upside down. And finally, when you need it, here's the penis gun. Yeah, stabs him through the head with a flag that says bang. <laughs> and then uh and then they pan out to there's a guard right there, yeah. like five feet away in the same room. And he's like, uh, I'm not gonna clean that up. Could you clean this up? Is what oh shit, that I was about to ask if you could clean this up. No? Also, right. tiny note about the guard, but it's fucking amazing. It is. The guard obviously wore a hat with a brand on it, so they had to blur it out. So just in the middle of this shot, there's a guy with just a blurry hat. Yes, because it said CIA or something, and they couldn't use the logo. Didn't know it when they shot. That's amazing. So, yeah, all right. So meanwhile, uh, Shane is showing up at the apartment with white precious because they've broken out of prison now. (laughs) And I should point out, I come from a garbage town in upstate New York, so... This is not the first time in my life a thin white guy has walked in with a giant fat white girl and been like, this is my ex. No big deal. And everyone's just had to be like, hey, what's going on? Guess we're going to have to share the meth. (laughs) (laughs) But they're throwing some pretty major shade because they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know you. Teresa goes, I don't know you. Just your reputation. And Shane's like, hey, she said she didn't do it. To which Courtney's like, dude, we watched the first movie. She totally did it. <laughs> no, Olea did it. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> confused. It's very confusing. Let's pop in the DVD of this movie. <laughs> yes. Settle this once and for all. It's right here on my DVD collection. Do you own Leap 2? We could check. <laughs> what we're going to say next correctly. So, so, of course, now we cut back to the bad guys where Kid finds out that West killed Luke and he doesn't think he should have. And then the computer guy finds him. Computer guy, by the way, only speaks through my right headphone. That was awfully weird. (laughs) And then we cut back to the apartment where they're all sitting around. And now we're once again going to have a scene where they sit around and tell Crystal now about all the stuff that's happened in the movie that they just told Luke about when he was in this exact same scene. But they're like a couple now, which I got to point out. They met 20 seconds ago. He thought she was a murderer. And she's like, hey, babe, why don't you catch me up on stuff? And I got to (laughs) say, this was just I was having like PTSD flashbacks to growing up in upstate New York. We're just like, oh, so you guys are just back together now. Like I'm I'm getting out all my teenage angst. I'm like, oh, really, Josh and Becca? I just watched you guys have a screaming fight. She punched you in the balls. You threw up on my rug, which I had to clean up. because You were too fucking drunk. And now you guys are just back together. We're supposed to act like. It's not a big deal. Oh, I'm a drama queen. You get out of my house. You get out of my house. <laughs> you didn't kill Gina. So, yeah. So, and also, of course, 
seemingly not that fat chick at this point, uh, uh, Teresa, you know, now that yeah. you've got Crystal to compare her to, says, hey, wasn't your ankle injured in the last movie? Because I magically heal ankles. It's my superpower. Yeah, and she's like, here, look. And she pulls up her pant leg, and she's just got like a strip of Play-Doh on her ankle. <laughs> and she touches it, and then the Play-Doh's gone, and she's like, see? And she's like, whatever. <laughs> Shane bought me a chocolate diamond for my birthday. A chocolate diamond. <laughs> I, I brought my own bag of meth. <laughs> but I love too, so it's like, you know, Shane is like, see, she just cured your ankle with Jesus magic. Now you should believe in God and everything. And I'm like, oh, but fucking when Luke asks, he gets the drowning the child story about waterboarding <laughs> people into believe. He, well, you can't magic heal somebody for his ass. Anyway. And then she cries. Mm -hmm. She cries like she made it to Old Country Buffet just after it closed. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the cr this actually was very uncomfortable for me because she does this like crying on his knee thing, and Shane just like puts his hand on the back of her head and is very clearly like trying to turn this I've like to turn to Jesus into a blowjob. Like he's very clearly <laughs> like, oh yeah, you know what tears make the best. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> or snot, if, if you want to cry a little bit more. Yeah. Whatever. Really let it out. And I, 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 all I had, all, the only notes I had on this was I appreciate the soundtrack nearly drowning out this dumbass dialogue. So yeah, so she turns Christian and then suddenly Courtney has a magical vision of armed men breaking into their apartment. So yeah. now they're persecuted ninja parkour <laughs> Christian Jedis. Yeah. Armed men. I, I saw some dailies and armed men bust <laughs> <were just laughs> in your next scene. Let's go. I'm super excited to find out what, uh, crystal quote unquote's power is going to be. Yeah. Right. You should be able to like smell stuff like Bugs Bunny or something like that. Yeah. So, so they all run away, but not in like a cool, stylish parkour -y way or anything. They just run away all fat and stupid. <laughs> that's it right so they, the bad guys show up they kick in the door or they don't even kick in the door because they use that shot already the guys show up at the apartment and he radios in he's like they're not here and Agent West goes find them and then he turns to everyone and goes oh guys find them like yes. what was the fucking plan <laughs> oh oh find them and can we talk about the way these bad guys are dressed too oh um yeah well for one there's three of them that mm -hmm. bust in. Uh, one of them is wearing a gas mask. I, one of the three of them has a gas mask. <laughs> what were they envisioning was going to happen where one of the – it would be useful only one. What if half the mask. apartment is gassed but the other half isn't? <laughs> well, a third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then – so Shane and the teenagers are run, run, running, running. He says, give me your shirts. So they take off their shirts. He goes, let me – He's going to break into this car, and what they do is he wraps the shirts around his hand, he pulls his fist back, there's a very obvious cut, then the window is rolled down, <laughs> and the noise goes, so he punches out the glass, uh, they cut to Street Fighter 2 bonus round for a couple seconds, <laughs> cut back to the green screen for a couple seconds, and then they're driving away. Yeah. Yes. And of course, this is also where we get a uh, kid murdering West with his gun so basically what happens is west walks in the room and agent kid is giving orders and he goes who died and put you in charge and then west agent kid shoots west in the head and goes you and i wrote in my notes prank war <laughs> <laughs> 
it's so ridiculous how many people just get shot in the face in this it, it, this secret police team is like a Yosemite Sam cartoon it makes constantly. the departed look realistic yes <laughs> all but the accents and now they okay so they've They've driven into the woods, into the mountains to find that broadcast. So we get them hiking in the woods. And for a minute, you think you're going to watch them walk all the way up a goddamn mountain. But luckily, eventually, they run into a hiker. So this scene can have a purpose. Well, they run into the hiker and the hiker's like, my name is Wolf. And Crystal's like, fag. <laughs> He's like, don't. <laughs> no, no, I'm Flyboy. It's cool. It's cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm into my freestyle that. hiking name. You. <laughs> What's freestyle hiking? Oh, it's it's mostly just like up and down stuff. Yeah, a little bit of left and right here and there. Nothing crazy. Up and down. Walking. So yeah, and so and he's like, "What are you, what are you guys doing here in the mountains?" He's like, "We're gonna go on the top of the mountain see if there's any fire breathing Jews up there delivering a broadcast." And he's like, "No, there's not. I checked. There's no fire breathing Jews there." <laughs> And that apparently is the cliffhanger ending. The cliffhanger yep. ending is, nope, there's nothing at the top of that mountain. You're in the wrong place. Oh, darn. It looks like we'll have to go elsewhere. And then credits. Well, because the movie ends like your mom walking into your room while you're smoking pot. Just like, oh, oh, hey, mom, what's going on? Just burning some incense. This is the, <laughs> there's a new glass incense thing. You put water in the bottom and it's a, it's a bong. It's a bong. I'm doing drugs. To be continued. <laughs> My experience with my mom's a lot different. Anyway. Where's my money, Heath? Where's my money? <laughs> <laughs> that was my eighth. Whatever, mom. You left it out. You were gone for like two days. And just a very quick note on the credits here, too. I, they had eight people listed as stunt performers. I dare you to point to eight stunts in that film. Um, but guys, that's not cool. One of them died when <laughs> Teresa sat on him. Oh, well, there's... <laughs> I see. And I, I I wanted to point out this, too. So In the preview for the last one that opened the first movie, the most impressive stunt they showed was the guy running over top of a car. Not very impressive. But that never happened in this fucking movie. Yeah, they, they cut the only nope. interesting parkour in the whole thing. Yeah, apparently. They're saving it for Leap 3. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> now, so speaking of which, obviously Mirror Masturbator guy is shooting for a trilogy, or at least he's still shilling for the money to make the third one happen. So in closing, I simply want to ask you this. What would Chris Temple have to promise to put into the next movie before you'd be willing to donate to his Kickstarter? Ooh. Um, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> I will single-handedly fund this third movie as long as he promises to stop being so PC and just really go for it this time. You know? <laughs> right. Really go for Quit it. Don't hold back. Around. <laughs> um, I was going to say Eli Bosnick and David A.R. White starring opposite each other, uh, just, you know, whispering the word traceur into each other's ears for a couple hours. Fun fact, <laughs> if me and David R. White get into that fly machine at the same time, what comes out the other end is Tina. So we kind of oh, have well, the same you know. answer. It's <laughs> a tie-in. <laughs> and well, that's going to do it for our review of Leap Rise of the Beast. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to tantalize you in advance of next week's show. So Eli, tell us what's on deck. The Accidental Activist. It's the heartwarming tale of a small town business owner who accidentally signs a petition to keep marriage not gay. Mm -hmm. And then the gay mafia comes after him and his family and he must decide whether or not to take a stand. Yes, we're watching our very first 
anti-gay marriage film. Now, this is not on YouTube. I should point out right away. It's not on YouTube. It's on their website, and I'll post a link to it in the show notes. Uh, you can rent it for $3, and I know some people don't like to give money to these, so you won't be able to watch it, but I've watched it already, and it's pretty fucking amazing. It looks pretty amazing. Okay, just to give you an idea... The list of related videos on the side on, on YouTube when I watched the preview were in order. Seven creepy internet mysteries we still don't understand. Tesla knew gravity was a hoax and Einstein was a shell and proof the moon landing never happened. <laughs> and step up to the streets. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. So with that to look forward to, we'll bring episode 47 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. All the music used in this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars and was used with permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following the links on the show notes for this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close. Carton of cigarettes. The director returned that Canon DSLR camera to his buddy Steve because he needed it to tape a peewee soccer game. Crystal continued to triple in weight every two years until she had consumed the Earth. <laughs> Noah said evil giraffes on Mars all sarcastic and mean-like, and we wondered what Ryan Slotnick did. <laughs> Somebody emailed me and said they could never understand what I'm saying there, so I wouldn't make sure. <laughs> Tina's still dead. <laughs> That's the important thing. <laughs> Judd Nelson. <laughs> He's pretty fucking harsh. <laughs> oh, yeah, and one more thing. Now I want 30,000. Oh, don't worry. You'll be taken care of. Uh, sorry, what? It, it, uh, you, you, you'll be ta taken care of. Uh, yeah, it just, it sounded weird. It sounded like you're gonna kill me the way you said it. No, no, no! No! I was, I, I'm just gonna see that you get what you deserve. Believe me. Um, okay. Well, I don't believe you at all. Um, that's almost certainly you alluding to killing me is exactly what it sounds like. Are you gonna kill me? Because I'm not gonna do this thing if you are gonna kill me. That wouldn't make any sense. No, 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 I'm totally, I'm not gonna kill you. I'm gonna see that you are properly rewarded. Um, okay. Once and for all. See, see, there it is again, right there. The way you said once I, and for all. You I know don't what I'm hear saying? It. I'm sorry, I don't. And nope, don't hear. Look, it. look, just say, just say yes. You'll get your money, okay? Just that's it. Say it normal. You'll get your money right to the back of the head. Okay, fuck this. I'm a good guy now. What? No. Oh, oh, fuck! I blew it for the last time. Ooh, I did it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Shit.